Welcome to WexCast, the podcast series that delves into the multidisciplinary work of the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. I'm Melissa Starker, PR and Content Manager for the Wex. For over a decade, Wex educator Dion Custer Edwards has led an ambitious program connecting high school students with art and working artists in a variety of disciplines. Then students create original work of their own from the experience. Called Pages, the program not only provides measurable positive impact on kids' communication and critical thinking skills, it gives graduates of the program a physical symbol of their experience in the form of the Pages book. The publication is created in a collaboration between Dion and the Wex's in-house designers and editors. It always turns out beautifully, but since it's only distributed to Pages students and schools, the book tends to fly under the radar. For this Wex cast, Pages enters the spotlight. Dion sits down with Wex Publications editor Ryan Schaefer and Kelly McNicholas, the lead designer for this year's Pages book, to share information about the program, the process behind the book, and a few of the things found in this year's edition. You can check out a full digital copy of the Pages book at issue.com slash wexarts. We also have the book embedded in the post on this podcast at wexarts.org slash blog. And in that post, you'll also find a link to a blog with writing from the teachers who participate in Pages. So let's talk about Pages. I'm here with Ryan Schaefer, who's our editor at the Wex, and I'm also here with Kelly McNicholas, who's one of our graphic designers. Did I say my name? I'm Dion Custer Edwards. <laughs> I work in the education department, and um, the area that I work in is school partnerships, school programs. So... Let's talk about pages. Um, we're in our 12th year, and that's exciting. And I'm also reminded by the fact that, oh my gosh, it's been 12 years. Is it, are we done? Are we <laughs> done doing this? Are we, you know, are, but I do feel like we're just getting warmed up, right? I, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I, I, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think. Maybe we just still have more work to do. I'm a writer. I created this program because I met so many young people that disliked writing. Mm. Writing was hard for them. Writing prompts were boring in school. They'd been writing the same way, the same stuff for so many years. And by the time they got to high school, they were just burned out on writing. They just weren't interested. And I always have to break the news to young people that you're going to be writing for the rest of your life. So let's figure out ways to make it more engaging and more interesting. And at the time, I was just coming onto the Wexner Center and had been doing, I was a teaching artist and had been doing some freelance work as a writer and was just really getting more interested in arts education and, and how I might be able to situate myself as a writer in art spaces. And the idea for Pages came about. I wanted to specifically work with teens. I wanted to specifically be within the high school setting for a number of reasons. High schoolers do not get a ton of field trips, don't get a chance to be in the world, although we're preparing them to be in the world, which I thought I, I thought was just an odd thing. It's like, no, you're not allowed to leave school, even though we're preparing you to leave school. And um, there just weren't a lot of creative opportunities. And so I thought situating this program in the high school space was a good one. And the Wexner Center believed in the work. I pitched it, we piloted the program in 2005, 2006. And 
here we are 12 years later. We've worked with, I mean, we had a great celebratory edition, right? Did we all work on that? Yeah. 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 The celebratory edition with all the quotes. Like, what was it? 10 years? 10 yeah. years of yeah. quotes. 10 years of covers. Yeah. Ten, oh, 10 years of covers. That was good. That was so good. How long have you, Kelly, how long have you been working on this project? This is my third pages. Okay. Third pages. And Ryan. Four to five years, I think. Yeah. As long as I've been back. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know what we're doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You do. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Read some quotes. I think you know what you're doing. Well, maybe maybe we'll get to that. Um, So this book, you know, I think every year we think about whether or not we should do this book. Like, it comes up, right? Don't we have a conversation? Is the book still necessary? Do we still need to have a hard copy? Right, right. Should it be digital? Should be... And am I usually the one resisting that? Is it usually me? I mean, we all love print. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're a huge advocate for giving the kids a printed anthology of their work. Yeah. I think we should have something to hold in our hands. There's still something I think special about books. I understand the environmental implications. I mean, I I also understand, I understand how we can easily share this as a digital piece. And we do. Yeah. I mean, I've got to think it's a big incentive um, for the young writers to see their writing in a printed piece that is of a really high design caliber. Yeah. There's, um, I think that's an incentive for the writers that we um, commission for our exhibition catalogs. There's nothing like seeing your thing in print in a really finely designed piece. That's a huge payoff. Um, and I would hope that that um, a high school student who submits a piece, it gets in the, the publication, when they see it back in the publication, um, that they would get that kind of rush that would make them want to try again. Mm-hmm. I love that. That <laughs> feels reciprocal in some way. It feels as though we're giving, they're giving, like there's an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, speaking on a personal level as a kid, you know, writer, um, there's a huge, there's a, there was a huge payoff as a high school student to even seeing, you know, poetry appear in like a, a Xerox zine, let alone a piece that's like perfect bound and finely designed and, and all of that. So I can only imagine what a big thrill that is. Yeah. So we do deal with that. We do. I, I communicate to, to students that this is the real deal. Like we're not Xeroxing this and like in the copy room stapling. Yeah. Not that they're, not that there isn't some place for that, right? You know, schools, lack of resources, you do the best you can sure. to quote unquote publish. But what's special about this piece is the quality. And I think each year people are wondering, are we going to sort of outdo ourselves? Have we sort of reached whatever pinnacle? I mean, have we done what we came to do here with this with this book? And I'd like to think that there's just so many more. We years ago when we first started doing this piece, this this publication, we thought we could sort of have a different piece each time. 
the specs could be different. It's so many different things. And, and I think it's so much this idea of making something really beautiful for these young people that have gone through this experience together where they all show up in this piece in some way or another. And I think one of the things that's really special about that is the look on their faces when they get the piece. So they're sharing out. I'm looking at all of our different social media feeds and students are reading this in class, you know, reading this publication in class. They're finding themselves and each other's work and then peers that they've met along the way, along the year. And then also at the open mic too, when it's, when we debut this piece, it is, it's magic. It's really, it's a magical thing. And I think, you know, there's something special about that. There's something really important about that. When you first started working with this piece, Kelly, what, were you drawn to it at first? What, did it seem interesting? Did it, were there things that surprised you about? Yeah, it was my first project that I worked on when I started at the WEX. The first thing I got handed to me. Okay. Um, I think that the most interesting thing about the book is that it has some kind of like yearbook quality, mm-hmm. but only for the students. Like they're the ones where they can see how the book is recording their experience, and. To an outside user, it's almost just like a book. Mm-hmm. But to them, it's memories and it's memories, archiving yeah. and documenting. And that dual nature to what this anthology provides was really interesting and really fun to design for every year. And they're all different because every experience is different. Every group of students is different. The writing's different. The world we live in is different every year yeah so it's I it's something that will I think for all of us probably never get old yeah so that's that's interesting where you talk about the difference because students always come to me they're like Miss Dion how do you know this is the thing that we need to be thinking about this year and they don't quite you know just developmentally they're just in a place developmentally where they just don't get that contemporary art is dealing with the now like they're gonna come to you know sometimes I meet students that we've worked with in the past and they're just like this was always this always made sense because artists are talking about the things of now you know contemporary artists are talking about the things of now there's maybe there's still a little bit of that disconnect with students they're just embodied in the experience Mm -hmm. they're not far enough away I think to analyze it or to be thinking about oh the artists are talking about what's happening now they always kind of think it's a fluke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they think yeah. it's you know they think it's it's an accident. Like this year we we um, we did imitation of life, Cindy Sherman's work, mm-hmm. and they're walking through the galleries and and thinking so much about identity, thinking about self. I mean, they are living in the time of of self, right? Yeah. And looking at ourselves and taking pictures of ourselves. Yeah, and they're critically thinking about what that means. Mm-hmm. And I think that showed up in the writing, just this idea of um, who are we? Who are you? How are we showing up in the world? Are we showing up? I mean, there's the who I think I am. There's maybe who I'm presenting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's um, definitely one of the recurring themes across all the pages thing. You know, you could you can really see um, 
the the students engaged in the program negotiating the um that self-awareness i think that one probably starts to really develop in high school in a weird way and um there are always pieces where people are fighting through different layers of identity mm-hmm. you know whether it's like their sense of how they present themselves, you know, to their classmates. There's always that theme of like the facade, you know, your social self versus your private self. Um, with Cindy Sherman, I mean, with uh, that experience and with the the um, Royal Peck film about James Baldwin as well, um, we kind of hit the jackpot, I think, in terms of relevance. Um, selfie culture, uh, which Cindy Sherman, you know, some people say sort of helped to invent in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, is hugely relevant. And uh, we had several great pieces this time around that really uh, dealt with those themes pretty thoughtfully, I thought. Um, um, and we should say, too, that the, the Pages book has visual art in it. And uh, some of the visual art pieces directly um, sort of uh, played with uh, the idea of the selfie and what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, um, I think you're right. What did you notice about that, Kelly, just in terms of the visual? Because we so much, I mean, this is a writing program, but we so much get to writing in so many different ways. And there's room for photography. There's room for visual art. There's room for design, room for students to make yeah. as they are working their way through their writing. So what what did you notice this there year? with the visual essays relating to Cindy Sherman. Um the Baldwin film brought a lot of found text works and blackout um, text pieces. That showed up so much in... Can you talk a little bit about how that people noticed that, that that mm-hmm. showed up in the design mm-hmm. and the intention of that? And so I think that's smart that folks picked up on that intention. But can you talk a little bit about that process? Uh, the process for making this anthology is exactly how we make any publication at the WEX. So when it starts, we get copy Mm -hmm. and photographs from you. We get the bare bones of what happened during the year of pages, um, and the copy goes to the editors. During the year being three visits to the Wexner Center, um, 12-plus visits to to each school. There's five schools in the program, about 200 students. Visiting artists, teaching, learning about their work. Absolutely. Seeing the teachers come and talk to you before the year begins. So this, I mean, is it a year? Is it more than a year? It's a year, but, you know, give or take some months, right? It's sort of more of a school year. But we start in the summer, so really it is 12 months of us thinking about... Like we had, we had Cindy Sherman, we had Raul Peck's "I Am Not Your Negro," we had Chronos, "A Thousand Thoughts." We've been thinking about that for the for the course of twelve months, similar to what we're thinking about for next year. I mean, we're thinking about it now. It's the spring, you know, eighteen, and we're thinking about the eighteen nineteen year. So it, it it is a year. You know, the programming is is a little it's tightened into mm-hmm. sort of more of the school year, right? But it's we're thinking about the work and planning, whether it's planning with the teachers, yeah. planning with the before artists. the kids actually get into it. Yeah, there's work before, and then after they've said, "All right, pages is done in our classroom." We're we're making their book, and then getting ready for their final open mic hurrah. It's kind of it's work for us too because we're also thinking about what. We know what these experiences will be. So we sort of have that. We know that the Pages book project will come along around a certain time. 
and we're kind of thinking about it too. Do you do you find that you're that? Well, I am. Do you find that you, the both of you are kind of thinking about how this might land? Like when we start working on this project, what might come out from students? Are you thinking about that at all, or do you just really wait? Because we work on that, Ryan, you and I, and and Hannah Stevenson. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing editor that also yeah. works on this project with us. We're looking at the raw text like the material and and visual too you get kelly you get the the visual i look at the text also i look at everything because it's one thing to design the book based on the experiences we're already designing for those experiences in a general marketing sense at the wex they already have a like you know a mood and a look and feel but to design the pages anthology i'm looking to see how the students respond to those experiences because i wouldn't have thought to do a nod to those blackout works at all obviously until I saw how many students were responding to the experiences using that that technique absolutely that technique of of, of blotting out words Mm -hmm. and creating new works from a body of text whether they've written it or whether it's someone else's text they're creating something that that blackout is it shows up throughout the world you know I think that would be interesting for people to know I don't know that we even talk about the fact that, yes, your design work, the work that you're doing for the for the artists and, that we're presenting at the WEX, there is a there's a brand. There's a mm-hmm. brand attached to that. And not that Pages doesn't kind of have its own. There's a style mm-hmm. to it as well. Do you get to rethink like Raul Peck, we showed I Am Not Your Negro as a part of our program, but then we also showed it in pages there's a moment to kind of rethink what that what you can do with that visually absolutely yeah absolutely this the form factor of pages the book the size is consistent the message we want to send the look and feel that this is a a very professional this is you're a published artist now that is a goal we always want to achieve but absolutely whatever the students come to the table with, we try to meet them there. We want their work to look and feel like it belongs in this book. And that's what comes first. We don't make the book and make the work fit in it. We make the book for the work. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think you asked before, you know, is it sort of a surprise or do we have a sense of of, of what the the sort of formal system will be? I'm always surprised. I mean, that to me, that's always a big payoff of working with our design team is... Um, I'm always like blown away by what the design team comes up with and, and Kelly and, and, um, yeah. yeah, And it's sort of like, you know, you pitch over sort of the text for, for the piece, um, sort of, and that's the first time that editorial is seeing it. So we get the surprise of what the students writing is sort of grappling with and what form it takes and, and, uh, and what exercises in class exercise, uh, um, works you guys have done over the course of the school year. It's the first time we get to see it. And then mm-hmm. soon after, we get to be surprised by um, what design comes up with. So we're just sort of tracking yeah. it um, as it all uh, pulls together. I love our kickoff meeting. We, we're always yeah. talking about the, si- you know, the size of the book, how many you know, pages, what the content could be, might be, yeah. what I'm hearing from students and teachers to that moment where... 
things are spread along the wall and we're looking at covers and we're looking at really the guts of the piece of the publication spread out on that wall. You know, this year we shared it on social media, which was cool. Yeah. We, sh- we shared it on Instagram. And I-, I think a look inside that that process, pages so much talks about the writing process. Yeah. We slow it down a lot for students. Yeah. Usually they have something to write and then it's due. Yeah. And they there's not a lot of thought in the process. And I've had students come up to me year after year and say, this has taught me to slow down, to really think about the process. How am I getting there? Right. And right. I love that we showed that this year. And even just this conversation, us talking about how do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as editors and designers, I mean, we have a process too. And um, the process for putting together this publication is similar to the process we'd use for an exhibition catalog or for almost any of our significant um, uh, print pieces. Uh, and the reason for that is because the process, uh, it works. Yeah, um, we just we don't cut corners on this. Yeah, yeah. It gets multiple concepts, just like a catalog would. Yeah. It gets multiple design reviews with you and with other people in the education department, the creative director approves it. It's things I mean, proofread and fact checked. And we've Lee Thomas and you're the editor for these pages. And we've got, you know, Hannah Stevenson's a, a, a terrific editor and a terrific editor of poetry. Yes. And she's of course and local, is a, she's a local yeah. writer. So we get to work with artists in another way. We've got the three teaching artists that we have in residence for the program. We get to work with another local artist in this way. Yeah. It's, it's nice to kind of have that input from local creatives. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it really gives us an opportunity to think over the course of putting together the publication of, of refining the shape of things. And Hannah will always pitch in with like, no, we should shuffle the order of these, these poems such and such way. And you take two steps back and you look at, she's absolutely right. That's way more effective if we do it in such and such order. And yeah, that's, that is the the process. And the Um, feel of that literary journal, when we talk, we talk, each year about the care, so yeah. the care of the work, and it being presented as if, as if a literary journal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, I think, that's a big deal too. You know, I talk to students so much about that, and I think they're just until they see the piece, it's hard for them to imagine. This is just, this is like nothing often that they've experienced before, and they haven't seen themselves in this way ever really in, in in this kind of a context like a sort of this is this is meeting students where they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in high school 9 through 12th maybe loving school maybe not loving school maybe trying to find their way trying to figure themselves out for sure trying to figure out the world their place in the world and then they show up in this piece in small and big ways yeah you know it could be the capturing them thinking about a piece that they're that 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 they're looking at in the galleries or having an intimate conversation about a, the the film or I love that image of the student with um with Kronos when they're right up on the stage yeah that is such it's great oh so David Harrington's like leaning yeah yes and he has he's got the violin and they're t- they're clearly talking about craft and it just that artist taking that moment with with the student to the, and us being able to capture that and yeah. and share that I think is a big yeah. deal. Yeah, and um, you know one of the um, 
I think one of the, another element that makes uh, this publication special, sort of year on year, is um, Katie Spangler provides a lot of the um, oh photography. And I just want yeah. to say something about that photography, and I think it's reflective of the value of the the program too. Like um, Katie just does this amaz- amazing job capturing the students as they um, interact with each other and with the art artwork or with the performers um, across each experience in our our program areas and film video and performing arts and exhibitions you get the whole range of of emotions right uh, you you could see some from kids. the pencils on the table yeah. to interactions yeah um yeah. and just you know we try to uh pepper in that kind of photography across our pieces but this is the biggest concentration of it probably of everything we do that in our annual reports and you really see something happening there that I think is indicative of, uh, at least for me, like what I really like about this program. And it's, um, you know, we often forget, I think, as museum professionals, that there's really a bit of a veil um, between uh, folks who don't get to be in a, an arts institution, a contemporary arts center, um, a, a big, you know, intimidating museum uh and we're on the inside of that every day. And I think what this program really does is it lifts uh, the veil in a weird way. Um, and the project itself does that, right? We bring them into our process, our museum design process. We bring them into each contemporary art experience. I think once the students get past the unfamiliarity and any perceived um, intimidation factor that they might have, they just, things open up. They start to see that the art is topical. They start to see that the art center is a, a, a place where you can intimately relate to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that, you know, the, you can't take the value of that away. Um, and, you know, in thinking about the talk today, it also uh, made me realize that the program is a huge validation of, of uh, what the center itself is all about. It's this experiment that if you bring um, arts across the disciplines, contemporary art across the disciplines together, there are um, synergies that happen um, that are beyond any of them individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and those synergies happen for the artists that, that do the work here. They happen for the people experiencing it. And they happen for all the students that we um, sort of bring in, I think, with our different programs. So Pages for me is a huge validation of the center, central conceit of our mission and 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 uh every time you see those pictures of the kids it's like it's still working yeah you know and you know i i absolutely agree with all of that first of all katie spangler is just she really gets this work yeah and she captures it in a way that is not intrusive i'm always so surprised by her by the images yeah you know i, I think i know where she's going and then we'll get the images and it's just like I can't believe you got that. You got yeah, that moment yeah, yeah. because you know you can be, and I'm very much as an educator. I'm in that moment. I'm maybe leading a discussion or I'm working with a student. It's really natural. It's um, heightened in some way. We're maybe serious in some way. We're maybe humorous in another way. And she captures. You're absolutely right. The range of emotion, as well as um, um, I, I love the sort of the physical uh, nature of the program, like bodies and spaces yeah. and the journals and you know writing utensils uh, we there's a couple times where we eat together and discuss a film that we've just seen or a performance that we've just seen and so she captures what that's like that social setting which I think is all pages I, I really like what you said about 
uncovering this sort of mystique. That's, I talk to students, this place is yours too. Yeah. You can find yourself in this place. But I think as museum professionals, and especially for me being in the education department, which does so much outreach and engagement and programming, um, very much trying to look for ways to to lessen the barriers, mm-hmm. yeah. barriers of, of, of people finding themselves in a space like this and and making making the museum accessible, yeah. making art accessible, um, just really working through the what obstacles may lie between being able to just come here and be yourself and experience what's happening in this place to taking it back out in the world and saying, this is what I saw, this is what I know, this is, oh my gosh, I, this is what I don't know. These are, the, these are the things I'm thinking about. I'm moved in some way. Yeah. I like how this publication captures the range of that. And that too is a process, that discovering, that undoing. We're very much kind of undoing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, contemporary art, you, you don't have to stand on a tape marker that's on the floor exactly. and, and look at it. And that's the limit of your interaction it could be the backdrop for a conversation it could provoke um all kinds of things that aren't just one dimensional and the i think the book really you know in capturing that learning and social process you see as um all the students sort of work together um and work through stuff you see how alive it is we we do a limited run of the book yes we every student gets the book mm-hmm. teachers get the book and then we also, I, I love how, so the curators are, our whole WEX team, we couldn't, first of all, we couldn't do this without our entire WEX team. I mean, the things, talk about sort of the veil, right? Like yeah. the things that are happening behind the scenes is incredible. The The fact that, so I'm I'm so grateful to have such a solid team here at the WEX and, and the work that we do. Um, you know, it's interesting because we do this limited we do this limited run and it's a few hundred books and then it's it's gone. Every student gets one, every teacher gets one, the schools. Um, we obviously are sharing it with, oftentimes we get to share it with the artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we get to send work through the curator. We work with the curators to get the work to artists that we've been able to work with their work. You know, the teaching artists, all the folks that are kind of participants of this of this program, of this process, we get the book. Um, but then every year there's this, and I'm, there's emails in my inbox now, can I buy this book? I mean, yeah, I, gotta, I have yeah. a random email. I don't even know. <laughs> They're like, can I buy this book? Can I? All of our school programs are free. That's intentional. Mm-hmm. This book is free. That's intentional. But we have a way, something that's really important to pages, and, and this is something I talk about every year and we, we talk about in this process, is the transparency. So there's the, the pages blog, right? right. There's, there's Wex Pages Online, um, edublogs.org, which is our, our kind of our hub for here is the practice of pages. It's visible. Teachers are talking about what they're doing in the classroom and beyond. We're talking about this process. There's obviously our social media feeds. Instagram and Twitter are, are the most active ones for pages. We're talking about that. And then we have this piece. Right. It would not be transparent if we stopped with just this, the, the, the piece, the publication, this hard copy, this object. 
the past couple of years we've been doing something different, which is the digital mm-hmm. piece, yeah. right? And so how, for me, that means, okay, now we can be even more transparent. This is even more, so we've talked about accessibility, even more accessible, yeah. right? So how does that translate? I, I think that's an interesting thing, translate from the book to the digital. Well, I think my hope is if any student picks this up, like the students who are in pages show this book to their friends, share it online with their cousin in another state, sees mm-hmm. it. Family, can, yeah, colleges. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you are a student anywhere in high school, you are kind of represented in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the kids are thinking, the kids are laughing with each other. There's a couple pictures of them just like, it's like a group of kids any picture you'd see on Instagram, like you can see yourself being in this space and reacting to the work. And I hope it inspires students who weren't in pages to take a chance on contemporary art. Mm -hmm. And everyone can see the digital edition on issue, ISS, UU, I think, dot com. And there's a Wex Arts page there. And uh, you can also get to that through uh, WexArts.org. I think this is the first time we've, talked about this process yep yeah i mean this was this was great to to kind of go over the year a bit but then also i think a little bit about what's to come i do think this piece is important i do think the book is key and there's something there's something there's there's something in um, community arts education where they talk about the celebration where everyone's represented in the celebration. That's definitely sort of an arts education practice. Um, I see this book as that, but it is so much more. It it really is the culmination of the year. We don't do this program for this book, and I tell students that. I tell teachers. I mean, anybody even who's applying, teachers who are applying for this program. I said we don't do this program for this book. But one, what a wonderful way to capture the year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks, <yeah. laughs>